0: John Collins. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin. And now it's time for Swoop Radio with your host. Josh Sanchez. What is going on everybody? Welcome to Swoop Radio. I'm your host Josh Sanchez. And man, as I just got the alert on my phone by accident. We got a great podcast for you guys tonight. I... Hopefully, I cleared up all of my mic problems from last stream. I apologize. I really wanted to start off this podcast tonight saying I apologize to anyone that listened to the live stream last night in the fourth quarter. I did have an echoing mic problem, and I could not see the chat, so I did not really know like who could hear me, who could not hear me. So It was definitely a little bit of a testing ground. It was a test stream, but anyway, it was a really good live stream. But for today, guys, we are going to have a live NCAA bracket for you guys. We're going to go over each game. I am an ESPN Plus member, so we do get some extra bonuses. We can really talk about like where teams rank, and we can really get into these rankings. And who knows, maybe this might be the perfect bracket, so why not live stream it here? And also... I might I might be too late, but next year, what I'm what I'm gonna start doing is I'm gonna create my own ESPN bracket pool. Everyone will throw up about $10, $15. First place winner will get about 200 dollars 300 dollars depending on whoever wants to join. And then possibly we can do second place, third place, get their money back, and then everyone else is good for there. But what's up, DunkFN, FN man? Just want to make sure is my mic okay? I hope you're doing good. I'm sorry. I apologize about last night's stream. I don't know what was going on with my mic, and I also could not see. I couldn't see any of any of the chat, so I didn't know people were chatting, saying, "Hey, like the mic was jacked up and stuff." So I deeply apologize. But I hope you're doing well, and I hope you're ready for some college basketball because we are going to go through the entire tournament. We're going to go. We're going to start at round 64, and we're going to go all the way, and we're going to pick a winner. And I want to hear, I want, I want people to comment in the chat. I want people to really let me know how who do you guys think is gonna be in the final four? Because, man, I'm not gonna to lie to you, I'm very excited to record tonight. I've been looking forward to this all week. And especially with yet with last night's live stream not being really the best that I, I know that I can do. I really want to bounce back and give you guys some great content tonight. And I hopefully you guys have already filled out your brackets. I'm a little bit late to the party. I know a couple of, of the first four games did play today. I'm currently watching the two 16 seeds go out at Appalachian State. And, oh, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not, yeah, not going to lie to you, though. <laughs> man, that game last night was crazy. But, yeah, I'm currently watching the Appalachian State game, uh, the The first four. I I love it. I love the first four. I really like the play-in tournament. And we'll get into that as we go onto this live stream so without further ado i want you guys whoever's tuning into this live stream chat who do you guys got on each matchup because man we're going to start with the first matchup as you guys see on my screen gonzaga and the playing winner it's projected on espn plus i do have the benefits luckily so we can take advantage of that obviously i mean there's no comparison there's only been one 16 seed to ever win in the round of 64, and it sadly it was against Virginia a couple years back. But I don't see any number one seed losing this year, so we're gonna pick Gonzaga. Obviously, ESPN is favoring. And as I'm looking at you, Dunk uh, FN, I I know I honestly think with COVID, who knows what's gonna happen this year. Uh, I know I've been following I've been following college basketball a lot during the conference tournaments. I've seen a lot of how the tournaments plays, uh, and really, I, and that's a really good testament too. How do teams show in in crunch time moments, game on the line bracket? If you win, you're going to the tournament. If you win your conference, you're in the tournament. Who's going to step up? So with this first game, Gonzaga versus ESPN projected winner Norfolk State. Honestly, Gonzaga is probably one of the best teams in the country. They're averaging over 1.2 points per possession. They're shooting over 61% as their effective field goal range. They have six guys that can shoot the ball. They're top 20 in scoring. And also, free throw. the only weakness with Gonzaga, and I think what might hurt them in the later rounds, is going to come down to free throw shooting. Because again, game gets tight. Shot does not fall in as much who can hit the free throws, and who can win the game. So we're going to go with Gonzaga as the number one seed here. Easily going to whoop Norfolk State. Now, staying in the West, next, these eight first nine seeds are tough. They are tough. I'm not going to lie. They're pretty much toss-up games. And what I usually do is I usually will put in, I'll usually... If I go 9-seed on one side, I'm going to go 8-seed on the other because history has shown this 8-9 matchup is a 50-50 split. And as we look on the ESPN Pick Your Winner, the decision tree is favoring Oklahoma slightly. I know Missouri, the SEC, is not really as good as the Big 12. Uh, I know the Big 12 this year has been great. You had Baylor, uh, very top-heavy. Kansas has, has always been good. And Oklahoma is right around there. They're they're not obviously one of the best teams in the Big 12, but they're no no slack. Um, Literally, as you guys see the point spread, the point spread is one point. And based off of a play-by-play simulation, Oklahoma has won 69% of the time. And they both have played a lot of similar opponents. As we look at the strengths, Oklahoma's strengths, ball handling. They rank in the top 40 in ball handling but they struggle with offensive rebounding. Whereas Missouri, they're a really good shooting team, and they're a great offensive rebounding team. So you have one team that's the strength and another team that's the weakness. And I'm not going to lie to you. If Missouri crashes the glass, I like like that matchup. I think their matchup favors Oklahoma. Uh, Whatever you guys feel, I don't know. It's up to you guys. Do you guys think that Oklahoma's going to take this or Missouri. I'm leaning towards Missouri because once it comes to tournament games, like I, like I've been saying shooting, it gets tight. Everyone gets nervous a little bit more and who can beat a better rebounding team. That's what's going to come down to. And Missouri is a really good offensive rebounding team. And again, at the sec, I mean, the sec has always been known about the sec has always been known about football. But lately, their basketball programs have been really stepping up in the SEC. So I'm going to go with Missouri in this matchup. Number 9 seed beating Oklahoma. I'm sorry, Sooner fans, but I'm just not seeing it. Now, here's the, and I agree, a dunk FN. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm also excited to talk about NFL free agency as as well. I'm going to pull up the ESPN link, and we're just going to go over move by move to see how everyone's feeling and stuff like that. But the next game on this tournament, in the West, staying in the West, round of round of 64. Creighton Blue Jays versus the US, UCSB Guachos. Man, this is tough. I mean, they're in the Big West. The conference is, is okay. It's not obviously any, any conference championship winner you can't sleep on just because they're not well-known. Creighton in the Big East has had a little bit of ups and downs this year. I mean, Georgetown did end up winning the NC, the 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 Big East tournament. So I know ESPN has Creighton favored for everything. Uh, but as we look at the strengths, the, the Creighton Blue Jays, they can shoot the rock. They rank number 14th in shooting accuracy. And they also, <clears throat> but they struggle at free throw shooting, which is very weird. So how are you a top 14 shooting team, but you stink at free throws? I don't get that. But whereas UCSB, their strengths include defense. They rank in the top 40 in defense. And that alone, I'm not going to lie to you. We got our first upset. No disrespect to to Creighton, but defense is going to win you games in this tournament. Just ask South Carolina a couple years ago, even Loyola Chicago a couple years ago, going to the final four defense wins you games. So this is going to be my first upset. 12 beating a 5 seed, Creighton goes down. Now, this seed, this game is going to be very interesting. You have Virginia and Ohio. Ohio's actually had a really good year. But, w- but with Virginia, they've had a lot of COVID-19 problems. They have. So, I don't know if they're going to be disqualified from the tournament. I don't know if the player's cleared. I have to double check. But if everyone is healthy, I like Virginia in this game. I don't see Ohio scoring enough points against Virginia's defense. Again, and and Virginia, they're great at free throw shooting, and they also are the the defending NCAA tournament champions. That being said, I got to go with Virginia at the four seed winning this. Next, now Wichita State, they lost tonight. They lost to Drake. So this is actually USC versus Drake. And Drake has had... Drake is coming off of a very nail biter. They beat Wichita State by 1 point. And history has shown teams that win the playing game that are the 11 seed usually beat the teams that are the 6 seed. It's a fact. That's what's been going on. That's that's literally one of the tournament locks. So, I know ESPN projected Wichita State. I don't agree with this. So, it's going to be Drake versus USC. USC is a really good offensive rebounding team and their defense is their strength. However, they struggle at free throw shooting and they struggle on the offensive end. Whereas Drake, they have a great balance of players. They are, they are a pretty good solid shooting team and they have also been well known throughout the NCAA tournament this year and the NCAA, they've really been one of the surprise teams. So I'm going to go with Drake to upset USC So, so far in the West, I have two upsets. Creighton goes down and USC goes down. Now, with this game, we got Kansas and we got Eastern Washington Eagles. Not going to lie to you. I know Eastern Washington on offense, they are, they can score. They rank number six in free throw shooting. And, but however, they struggle with offensive rebounding. I think Kansas dominates this game. And I got Kansas beating Eastern Washington. I do not see Kansas getting upsetted. Kansas is a top, top 50 nation team in defense. And they're great at rebounding. That is the recipe of going far in this tournament. Kansas blows out Eastern Washington. Next, we have a 7-10 versus seed. VCU versus the Oregon Ducks. And this is where it gets tough. This is another one. VCU ranks number 11 in defense and also really good free throw shooting team, but they struggle at ball handling and getting their own shot. Whereas the Oregon Ducks, they can shoot the lights out of the ball. They rank 19th in the nation. But that being said, again, I'm also going to weigh in the factor how it's the NCAA tournament. These kids are going to have a lot of pressure on them. All the pressures on Oregon being the higher seed, I got VCU upsetting Oregon in, the, in this 7-10 matchup. I just, I just feel like, again, they played a lot of similar games. The simulation is a 50-50 split. This is a toss-up, but I got VCU. I'm leaning towards VCU. I'm expecting Oregon to struggle on the offensive end. And now here's another one. We got Iowa versus Grand Canyon, and... Iowa, they have one of the best players in the nation. Ah, I'm forgetting his name off the top of my head, and that's bad. If I'm going to talk about college basketball, I need to respect this guy from Iowa. He is a bucket, but the rest of the Iowa team really doesn't scare me enough. But I, I can't go up, I can't bet against a 15 seed beating a two seed. Now, it has happened throughout history, it has, but Iowa plays in the Big Ten one of the toughest conferences in all of college basketball. I got them I got them winning against Grand Canyon. Now next seed, who knows what's going to happen. So that's the end. So now we're now we're transitioning to the other half. So that was the west and the south. Now we're going into the east and the north. So as we're watching uh, as I'm just double checking yeah, we got North Falls State and Appalachian State. St. Mary's Michigan that one, it's again, it's a playing winner. Number one seed is going to beat the sixteen seed. We got to take that all the time. Here we go. Now we got another one. St Bonavent Bonnies versus LSU Tigers. This is another toss up. I got to lean with the nine seed here. LSU really does not impress me. They don't. Towards the end, I watched them in the SEC tournament. They didn't wow me. I I, I know I know the SEC is definitely a little bit tougher, but I was expecting more from LSU. And again, how you play in the conference tournaments matters as you get into the, as you get into the NCAA tournament. And that being said, I'm going to go with St. Bonavent. So the Atlantic 10, I have I have a lot of Atlantic 10 wins, shockingly. So that that's another one. Now, the 5 versus 12 matchup in the East. Now, I already did pick my upset. I picked the 12 seed to beat Creighton. Now this one's tough because Georgetown has been on fire lately. They won the Big East tournament and Colorado in the Pac-12 is definitely a very interesting team, but I can't I don't see another 12 seed winning in this tournament. Georgetown, no disrespect to them, Patrick Ewing, they got a great program in Georgetown, but they're 13 and 12. I know they're hot now and they're a really good rebounding team. They are and they're a really good free throw shooting team, but they really struggle with creating their own shot. And Colorado is—they struggle on—they de- struggle with rebounding, they really do. But they also rank number two in free throw shooting, and they are a really good scoring team. As you guys see the stats here, they average over one point zero seven points per possession. If you guys don't know what that means, pretty much they score at least one point every possession that they have the that they have the ball. So that being said, Colorado, I'm going to lean towards Colorado in this one. I think Georgetown keeps it close, but Colorado just just has too much scoring to match up with Georgetown. Next one, we have the Florida State Seminoles and the UNC Greensboro Spartans. Oh, man, this one is another tough one because Florida State is one of those teams now in the tournament, they got... We didn't get to see them against Duke. And they did struggle against North Carolina in the ACC tournament. So this is another tough one. This one is. And I, and I also have to check the first four the first four as well. So that way I, I double check it for this next game. Because whoever wins this is beating BYU for the next game. So Florida State, they are really, again, they shoot their lights out at three. And they also are really great at offensive rebounding. But they struggle on on defense. They're not a really good defensive team. And this matchup is screaming upset for me. I have the UNC Greensboro Spartans upsetting Florida State. This is my upset of... Well, my upset of the week will be the next game. But UNC Greensboro ups, upsets Florida State. And now here's this game right here. BYU versus Michigan State. I have to double check to see if Michigan State won. Let me just pull that up real quick. Michigan, Michigan State basketball. Let's see. Oh, so they. Oh yeah. Oh, they're about to play. Oh, so their tip off is later. My fault. I knew I. I knew I was missing something. Sorry guys. So with this game, this is the projected winner. So let's just say Michigan State wins this game against BYU. I'm taking Michigan State all day. I really like how they looked in the Big Ten tournament, and they're a really good, they're a very great rebounding team. They do struggle, they do struggle with shooting, but in the tournament, shots are not going to fall as much. It's going to sh- it's gonna come down to, it's going to come down to, it's going to come down to who can score. And what's up, man? What's up, little danks, man? I know it's been a while, dude. How have you been, man? I hope you're doing well. I hope you're safe, man. I know I put in the Discord chat that I was gonna live stream at nine. Uh, we're, we're right now we're going through we're going through a live NCAA tournament. Whatever teams you think are gonna win, I would like for you to put them in the chat. Let's have a discussion about it. We're gonna have some fun, and then we're gonna end with the NFL free agency as well. So, but yeah, man, I, I, I've been good, bro. I, I hope you've been good too, man. Uh, last night I did live stream the Sixers Bucks. That game was crazy. We definitely missed Embiid last night. Not gonna lie to you. And then even shout out to Dunk F- uh, uh, FN as well. He he wanted me to do the, the Celtics Nets a couple weeks ago. We did that game as well. Kyrie went for forty that night. So it, it, it's been a really good couple live streams. Uh, I, even, I even live streamed the Utah game versus uh, the Sixers. Embiid with the step back three for the tie. So it's been it's been fun. I'm not gonna lie to you. It has. But for tonight, man, we're just doing, we're going through the live stream. We're going through the NCAA bracket as well. So right now we're in the round of 64. This, whenever the play in 11 seed gets in, they usually blow out the 6 seed. So I got Michigan State. Oh, uh, yeah, and I bet, dude. Hey, man, keep hitting them books, dude. School's, school's what matters, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I recently graduated college. I'm looking for grad school. So trust me, man, just stick with it day by day and you'll be all right. Next, you have the now back to the topic at hand. <laughs> we have the Texas Longhorn Horns, three versus 14 seed. ABL is definitely a sleeper team. I wouldn't be surprised if they won this game. But I can't take I can't bet against Texas. The Big 12, again, loaded conference. The Texans, the not Texans, sorry. Texas. Yeah, so as you guys see in the chat, yeah. Longhorns are going to win. I completely agree. They have way too much size. They do struggle a little bit shooting, whereas ABL, the Wildcats, they do rank number one in defense, but they all, uh, and also they're a really good three-point shooting team as well, but they do struggle from free throw line range. They do struggle from free throws. So who knows? This team is really good at defense. I know they haven't really played anybody. This could be an upset. I wouldn't, I would not lie to you, but I can't go against Texas, so I'm going to pick Texas to win this game, but watch this game, guys. This game might be a little sleeper game because ABL, number one in defense this year, I don't care who you play against. The fact that you're number one in defense speaks volumes. Next, we have a 7-10 matchup. On the other half of the bracket, I did pick I picked VCU to beat Oregon. In this matchup, I'm going to lean towards Connecticut beating Maryland. The Huskies are really good at offensive rebounding. Again, this has been my, my repeated form. Whenever I, I take teams that are really good at defense and are really good at rebounding because that's what it's going to come, come down to in the tournament. Shooting comes and goes. Unless you're Villanova from a couple years ago and you have six guys that can shoot the lights out on any given night, it's going to be tough to score points. So I'm going with Connecticut beating Maryland. And in this matchup, I love Alabama in this tournament. Alabama's defense ranks 18th in the country. Alabama, I'm telling you guys right now, get on the Alabama train for basketball. I know they're always known for their football. I know Iona, uh, Rick Pitino's coaching them, so I know they'll keep it close, but this Alabama defense is different. They can lock you down and really hold you scoreless for at least five, six minutes a night. I'm going with Alabama to beat Iona. But I wouldn't that's another one too. Who knows? I, I Iona might pull the upset honestly because Rick Petino has taken He's taken now five different teams into the NCAA tournament and he also won two national titles with two different programs. So Rick Petino knows what he's doing. This seed again 1 for 16, I'm never going to bet against Baylor. Baylor's going to win that one. Here's another toss up. You have you have Wisconsin and you have The North Carolina Tar Heels. Yes, and I completely agree with you. Baylor's going to whoop them in that matchup. Not going to lie to you. This one now, you have eight versus nine. North Carolina versus Wisconsin. This one's another toss-up. Again, as you guys see on the ESPN stat projector, the, the North Carolina Tar Heels are the best rebounding team and also a really good defensive team. But... And Wisconsin, they struggle with offensive rebounding. They stink at rebounding. But Wisconsin playing in the Big Ten, tougher conference. North Carolina has had a very down year. And you know what, man? I'm going to trust you, little Danks, on this one. I'm going to take Wisconsin. I trust you. So I know my brother is a Tar Heels fan, and he's probably rolling his eyes right now hearing me talk about this. But I trust you. I'm going to go Wisconsin for this one. So we're going to go with the Wisconsin Badgers here. Here's another tough one. Shout out to you, buddy. I got you. Now this one here, we got Villanova. Their top two guys are hurt. And Winthorpe is a very good ball, is a very good ball team. It's going to be tough. Now, Jay Wright, they have a really great program out there in Villanova. Trust me. I know I actually went to like at least three or four Villanova games. Now they're, they're really good at ball handling and they're also really good at defense and scoring. But when Winthorpe, they have had a really great, they've had a really great run this year. They have really been great at defensive rebounding. They're a really good rebounding team. They do struggle at free throw shooting, but they are also. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Villanova is a very good program. I'm not going to lie to you. They are. But. The, the fact that they have a couple injuries, I got to go with Winthorpe with the upset. So I do have, <laughs> this is now my third 12 seed. I don't know. You know what? I'm going I'm to give Villanova love. I'm going to change it up. Villanova, I have them coming out and just at least winning that game. Purdue versus North Texas, I don't really have to talk that much about. Purdue's going to win. Again, really good rebounding team. North Texas is a good defensive team. But again, they struggle with creating their own shot. So this game's going to be a really good one, but I'm going to lean towards Purdue here. And then Utah State versus Texas Tech. I'm going to go with Texas Tech. I love the Big 12 Conference this year. They're really good. I'm sorry, Aggies. Got to go with Texas Tech here. We got Arkansas versus Colgate Raiders. Again, Colgate has had a very tough strength of schedule. But they've only played 15 games because of COVID. That's another thing, too. They're really good at scoring and shooting three-pointers. And Arkansas is really good at defending. I'm going to go with Arkansas beating Colgate. Florida versus Virginia Tech. I'm going to go Virginia Tech because ACC is due for a win. And then Ohio State to wrap up the round of 64. All right, so now we are done the round of 64. Got past the tough the... Actually, no, we got one more round of 64. My bad, guys. I totally forgot. This is the last one. Illinois, I love Illinois. They won the Big Ten. They they won the toughest conference in college basketball. Sorry, Drexel, I know you're from Philly, but you have no shot. Loyola Chicago, you know I'm going with Loyola Chicago. They have that amazing sister, Ann, at the sideline. They're at least winning one game, so Loyola Chicago winning that one. Tennessee versus Oregon State. This one's another toss-up, but I do already have two seeds upsetting. I got to go Tennessee here. uh, You got Oklahoma State versus Liberty Flames, four versus 13. I wouldn't be surprised if Liberty won this one. Oklahoma State, again, I know they have Cunningham Jr. He is a stud, and they're a really good rebounding team, and they really can shoot the ball. But they do struggle with creating their own shot, and Liberty's a really good shooting team. And but but they really struggle with rebounding. So honestly, it's gonna I think Oklahoma State's gonna come out on top on this one and a close one. But I mean here we got another one. We got six versus eleven. We have San Diego State Aztecs versus Syracuse Orange. Oh man, this San Diego State's a really good defensive team. But Syracuse, they're 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 reminding me of the one year where they were the 11 seed, and they just squeaked by and got wins. I got Syracuse pulling the upset here. And then West Virginia versus Moorhead State. West Virginia, another Big 12 team. Morehead State has had a really good year. They're a really good defense. They're in the top 40, and they're also a really good rebounding team. The Mountaineers, they struggle with rebounding on the defensive end. And I'm thinking, with COVID and everything, I know I know West Virginia, they've had highs and they've had lows with their program. I know ESPN, as you guys see, literally simulation, 82 percent of the time Virginia is gonna West Virginia is gonna win. You see the seed difference, man. But you know what? And I, I mean, I do have Syracuse having the upset, so we'll go West Virginia here over Morehead State. So I have all three seeds winning. This team again, another seven versus ten matchup. I know Ruckers again. Big Ten is tougher than the ACC this year. I love Clemson, but I got to go Ruckers here. The ten C getting in, and then Houston, Cleveland State. I got Houston beating Cleveland State. So now that is my round of sixty-four. Now we're gonna transition to the round of thirty-two. So, yes, I did pick Missouri over Oklahoma. I did. Because, again, that 8-9 matchup is toss-up games. Gonzaga's been the best team in the country. I have them rolling Missouri in the round of 32. And I got an upset. USSB Guachos versus Virginia. Got to go with Virginia here with the four seed. Yep, and just like you said, little Dangs, I agree. Virginia, four seed. Not going to lie to you. And man, I I know I know my boy Dunk FN as well. I know, I know you want to talk about uh I know eventually you want to talk about football. So we'll get into that in a little bit as well. We'll take a quick five-minute break once I'm done uh doing these seeds. But here's another one Virginia versus USCB Guachos. I'm going with Virginia. Good upset in the first round, US UCSB, but Virginia's gonna win the second round if COVID and everything's okay. Wichita State lost to Drake. Kansas, again. Kansas really good rebounding team. They do struggle with shooting. Wichita State lost earlier, so it's Drake that's actually in, so ESPN messed this up. So Oh, I know, I know, dude. That's why, man. Of course. Chat it up, man. We're going to have some fun. Kansas, I got Kansas winning against Drake. Now, here is a tough one. Iowa, I know they have a really good ball. They have a baller. I know, I know he's one of the best players in the country, but I don't like Iowa. I, Iowa sc- Iowa scares me. They do. I mean, I know I, I know they have one of the best guys in the country. I do. I'll have them winning this matchup, but the next round, I'm not going to have them win. I think VCU, they play Iowa tough. Iowa just barely squeaks by, and they get in, and they're in a sweet 16. Michigan versus St. Bonavent. This is another sneaky matchup, but I'm going to go Wolverines here as a number one seed. So I have, I'm probably going to have all four number ones getting it to the sweet 16. And then that's where I'll probably have some upsets coming up. Colorado versus UNC Greensboro. I like UNC Greensboro here. I think they win. So we have a 13 seed in the sweet 16 in my bracket. And then Michigan State over Texas. I'm sorry. I know little Danks. I know you love Texas. But I got to go Michigan State. If Michigan State wins, I'm telling you right now, they're going on a run. They're hot right now. They're reminding me of that one team that went to the Final Four with Draymond Green. They weren't really a, people weren't really talking about them, but they're well-coached. Michigan State upsets Texas in the round of 64. And then you got Connecticut, Alabama. I'm going roll tide over that. So that is now the round of 32 over there for the East. And now we're going to do the South and the West. Baylor over Wisconsin. Baylor has looked really great this season. They literally have six guys that can all shoot the rock. Baylor is going to beat Wisconsin. Villanova versus Purdue. I'm going Purdue. Villanova just can't make up for the injuries that they have. So, Purdue beats Villanova there. Texas Tech versus Arkansas. I like Texas Tech. Arkansas, they 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 don't really... wow me, I think they win the first round, but Texas Tech, they dominate them in the second round, Ohio State versus Virginia Tech, oh yeah, dude, yeah, yeah, I, I do have a discord, Um, I know, I know you created it here, real quick, let me, uh, here, let me put it in the chat for you, real quick, oh, dunk, oh yeah, you're good, man, you're good, I was just making sure, I was like, yeah, dude, I, I got a discord, man, you're the one that made it, <laughs> so, uh, And as we continue here, let's continue uh, these rankings. Ohio State over Virginia Tech. I got Ohio State. I think Ohio State goes to the Sweet 16. Sorry, Loyola Chicago. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you, Loyola Chicago. I don't see them going to the Final Four this year. I think Illinois whoops them in the second round. Then you have Oklahoma State versus Tennessee. I'm going to go with Tennessee here. I think the Big 12 takes a couple losses there. Then you have Syracuse versus West Virginia. This is a tough one. The Mountaineers, again, really good rebounding team. Syracuse. It's going to be tough. I know, I know Syracuse is a really good team. I'm going to go with Syracuse over West Virginia. So we have a couple double digit seeds so far in the West. And then Houston's going to is gonna route records. Not no disrespect to Rutgers, but Houston is a really good defensive team. I love how they look this year. So now we're at the Sweet 16. Gonzaga versus Virginia. Man, this is tough. Virginia's had a tougher schedule. And I know Gonzaga played against Virginia earlier. And Gonzaga put over 100 on Virginia earlier in the year. And we all know that Virginia is... We know that Virginia wants their rematch. If Virginia is fully healthy... This is my bold statement of the tournament. If Virginia is fully healthy, they will upset Gonzaga in the Sweet 16. That is my upset of the tournament. Virginia upsets Gonzaga. Call me crazy now. But when it happens, you heard it here first on Swoop Radio. Next, we have Kansas versus Iowa. I'm going Kansas. Sorry, Iowa. Iowa. Michigan Wolverines versus UNC Greensboro Spartans. Got to go Michigan here. So far, Michigan's had, they're they're projected to have the toughest path. And we'll get into Michigan in the next round. But I think Michigan goes into the Elite Eight. Michigan State versus Alabama. Michigan State is balling. They are. They got to the Sweet 16. But I got to go Roll Tide. Defense wins championships. Baylor versus Purdue. Baylor. I love Purdue. They could give Baylor a good run for their money, but I got to go with Baylor. And then next, we got the Texas Red Raiders versus Ohio Ohio State. This is going to be a toss-up game. 50-50. Both teams are really good at defense, and Ohio State is good at scoring the ball and ball handling. But I'm going to go Texas Tech Red Raiders. Upset over Ohio State. They are now in the Elite Eight. Illinois versus Tennessee. Illinois. I love Illinois this year. They are my lock, But knowing my luck, they'll probably lose in one of these rounds. And then Syracuse versus Houston. I got to go Houston. Got to. Houston is a really good defensive team. And they're really good at rebounding. They do struggle with shooting the ball. But I think this is where Syracuse they run out of gas. Sweet sixteen is great for Syracuse though. So now we're at the now we're at the Elite Eight as we are loading this bracket. Yes, I have Gonzaga as my upset. Virginia upsets Gonzaga. Virginia versus Kansas. I got Virginia. Yeah, I know I did. I I, I like Texas Tech. I'm not gonna lie to you. I do. I, I really like Texas Tech. Uh. Texas Tech I think is going to is going to be the longest Texas Tech team naturally now. I think Houston's going to go the longest, but we'll see. There's a lot of there's a lot of good teams in Texas this year. I'm not going to lie to you. Virginia over Kansas, I have that happening. I think Virginia it, the the fact coming off of a win against Gonzaga, they're going to beat Kansas. I love Kansas, but this is where they lose and Kansas struggles in the Elite 8. Here we go. Alabama versus Michigan. Here is another Bold prediction. I got to go roll tie. Defense wins championships. Alabama upsets Michigan. So now two number one seeds are down in my bracket. Baylor versus Texas Tech. I got to go Baylor. Number one seed gets in. And then here we go. Illinois versus Houston. This game is going to come down to the wire. It is. And as you guys see on ESPN, the simulation picks Houston over Illinois. But I got to go Illinois. Oh, actually, no. You know what? No. I'm going to go Houston. I like it. So now we got Houston in there. So now, final four. So here's the final four. Only one number one seed is in. And that is Baylor. Wouldn't that be wild? That would be a wild tournament. No one would see see this coming. Alabama versus Virginia. I got to go roll tide. Alabama over Virginia in the final four. I think that's where Virginia loses gas. And then Baylor and Houston. Got to go. Oh, man, this will be tough. Well, I have two number two seeds in the final. Because, I mean, I, I know there has been at least one number one seed that's in the final. I'm going to go Baylor. Baylor in the final. I love Houston. I think Houston goes on a good run. I really like Houston, Alabama, and I, I really like Baylor as well. And then here you go. Championship game. Alabama versus Baylor. And this is where I think Alabama runs out of gas. Baylor wins the championship Let's save my picks. So here is my bracket for you guys. Let me know how you guys feel. So here's the West region. Gonzaga. Texas is going to have a great tournament this year. I have a gut feeling. Drake. I have can I have Kansas beating Drake here? I can't. So I have a couple upsets. So I have one, two. Well, VCU isn't really an upset, but I have two upset, three upsets in the West region, in the South region. I have only one in the first round in the in the South region. In the Midwest, I have one. I only have one upset in the Midwest in the first round. And then in the East, I have one, two. Yeah, I mean, I I pretty much have, overall, I probably have four or five upsets in the first round. That's not bad. That's definitely reasonable. I have Texas Tech going to the Elite Eight. Or no, Sweet 16. Sorry, not the Elite Eight. They have Baylor's going to beat them in the... In the Sweet 16, no, no, actually, no, I do have Texas Tech in the Elite Eight, upsetting Ohio State. <laughs> Man, you gotta, you gotta go bold here on the tournament. It's usually what you expect, so this is my bracket. I got to do the tiebreaker, so I got Baylor winning this game. I think it's going to be 72 to 66. Actually, no, I think it's going to be lower scoring. I'm going to go, I'm going to go 60. 68 to 60 Baylor. So that is my picks for the tournament. Let us, let's see, let's, let's add, let's create or join a group. Let's create some groups. Let's join. Yes. I already created two other brackets. So let's join ESPN sports center. Join group. Uh, We got to do, and we're number four. So let's join group. So we join ESPN. Let's see what other groups we're gonna join. So yeah, as you guys can tell, I like Baylor this year. <laughs> so yeah, I mean Baylor. I mean they're a the very complete team, and and I and I think their path is not as tough as the others. Illinois, Illinois is gonna come down to them or Houston, and I, I like Houston over Illinois. Michigan. Over, I like Alabama over Michigan. No disrespect to Michigan, but they don't... I ha, I have them going to the Elite Eight, so that's still no disrespect. And then I have West Virginia... No, not West Virginia. I have Virginia upsetting Gonzaga. Hopefully, everyone is clear for um, COVID protocols. So, hopefully, that's the case. But I do have Creighton getting upset. So, West Virginia goes to the Sweet 16. They play Gonzaga. And then we got ourselves a ball game. So that is my bracket, guys. I hope you got, and again, I'll post it in the show description as well. Let's also add another group. So I joined Sports Center. Let's join, let's join Mini Steven A. Let's join Mini Stephen A's group. And we'll put all my brackets in. Hopefully we're good. But all right, that concludes the NCAA tournament topic. We're going to take a quick five-minute break here, and then we're going to talk about the NFL. So please stay tuned. But You guys listen to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on Twitch.tv. And if you guys miss the podcast tomorrow, I will be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Just search Swoop Radio, and I'll pop right up. But we're going to take a quick five-minute break here, and we'll be back. But you're listening to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez and we are back I hope you guys enjoyed that quick 5 minute break yes I was playing some Spongebob loops as you guys waited just to entertain you guys uh, as I had to get a Quick, quick little swig of water, a little bit of some food, and I hope you guys enjoyed the NCAA tournament. We went through the games. I know towards the end, I did kind of speed up the process because I realized how much time it was taking because I got to get into some NFL free agency talk because, man, we have a lot in store for you guys, man. What the heck has been going on with the NFL, dude? Like, geez, so much stuff is going down, man. Like, man, there's so much to talk about. So without further ado, let's get started. Let's play the ESPN intro again, and let's get started with our first team we're going to talk about. All right, for the first team, we got to talk about the Tampa Bay Bucks. and B- and this is a shout out. This is an article in NFL. This is just to give me more facts. That way it can back up my argument. But we got to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How about the Bucs? They pretty much re-signed everybody. They franchise-tagged Chris Godwin. And here's a here's a fun fact about me. I actually played football against Chris Godwin in high school. Now, I was a bench player at the time. I was only a sophomore in high school. But he mossed the crap out of my teammate. And, <laughs> and, and man, you can't even be mad. Because imagine if you're in high school and you're like, damn, I got mossed by Chris Godwin. I mean he's an NFL wide receiver, pro bowler as well. So Chris Godwin, they franchise tag him. Then they bring back Levante David and also a uh, uh, secure Barrett as well. And Barrett has had over 25 sacks over the past 2 years for the Tampa Bay Bucks. So they re-sign him. Then they also then they also signed Ryan Suckup to a 3-year, 12 million dollar deal for a kicker. And then they also Put the cherry on top. They re signed Rob Gronkowski, and they are in. and The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in talks of re signing Nadamik and Sue, Lennon Fournette, and Antonio Brown as well. And also, we got to talk about the GOAT, Tom Brady. Tom Brady also extended his contract for, an, for another year. So, there you go. The Tampa Bay Bucks are pretty much keeping that same core that won them the Super Bowl last year. It's crazy what they do. And then here's another offseason takeaway. So just as just as much as I talked about Tom Brady and the Bucks and what they're doing right, what the heck is going on in New England? You want to talk about bye, 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 bye. And yes, and yes, man, little danks. I completely agree with you. We'll, I'll talk about Drew Brees in a little bit. Man, one of the best quarterbacks, and I'll... And I'll wait to compare him to the all-time greats in a future podcast. But for now, I can't. I'm not going to talk about where Drew Brees ranks. It's all love here for tonight's podcast. But man, you want to talk about going crazy? Bill Belichick spent over hundred million of $100 million in NFL free agency. You want to talk about pain? So much pain. So much pain. He definitely was feeling pain all right when, when he saw Tom Brady win a Super Bowl without him. And he's like, you know what? I'ma build a team now. He re-signs Cam Newton. He signs two top tight ends in Janu Smith and Hunter Henry. So there he expected two tight end wide uh two tight end set with Cam Newton. Then he is then he then he signs Devin Asani, Dalton Kenny, and Ryan Izzo. So that's another one. He signs Aguilar. Yes, I know Aguilar very well. I'm a diehard Eagles fan. Two-year, $22 million deal. He also signs Jalen Mills, another formal Eagle, to help that defensive secondary. And I know I know a lot of Philly fans, they hate Jalen Mills, but he is a seventh-round pick. He helped us win a chip. He is a really good cornerback, and he's going to be great under Bill Belichick's system. Kendrick Bournier, again, 49ers wide receiver, you have Hunter Anderson, Matt Judin, or Judon, Devon, Godchek. Like, jeez, wheeze, man. So much has happened in New England. And in and, and New England, is they still have money left to buy. So I definitely think they're due to make another splash. So stay tuned for New England. They just keep are going all in this year. So hopefully that can result in some wins for them. And, and another team staying in the division. How about the New York Jets? They added pass rusher Carl Larson, three-year, $45 million contract. Corey Davis had a bounce-back year, a career year for the Tennessee Titans, had over 1,000 receiving yards. He joins the Jets. Denzel Mims and and Jamison Crowder, so now they have a young, wide receiving core. They, They do lack that true number one, but Mims can be a pretty good, solid receiver. Hopefully he molds to something for the Jets. And also the Jets are in talks of and the Jets are in talks of getting Deshaun Watson as well, as long as the Dolphins. Now, I do know Deshaun Watson is going through a lot right now, and I'm not going to talk about that here on this Twitch stream. I'll, I have so much to talk about with this free agency that I have to. I'll talk about that on another podcast. But here's another thing: Aaron Jones, running back for the Green Bay Packers, he stays home four years, forty eight million. Uh, And A.J. Dillard, he's going to play a bigger role. Jamal Williams, he signs with Detroit. So I know that's an end of an era for the um, Packers. Then for the Washington football team, Ryan Fitzpatrick signs a deal to them. Curtis Samuel is also joining, is going to D.C. So you have Ryan Fitzpatrick probably being your quarterback. You have Curtis Samuel, you have Terry McLaurin, and then you have tight end Logan Thomas so the, and then you also have uh, Gibson at running back. So slowly, secretly the Washington football team is starting to create a pretty good, um, offense. And then we got to talk about the saints and I know, uh, little Danks. I, I know you talked about, uh, drew Brees. man, RIP to one of the, not RIP. <laughs> what an end of an era. If you would have sat up there and told me in 06 when Drew Brees signed with New Orleans that he would have this type of career, being number one in passing yards, having the best completion percentage out of all quarterbacks of all time, ranking in the top two in passing touchdowns. Now, Tom Brady will probably rank number one by the end of his career. But Drew Brees, and here's a crazy stat for you guys. Out of the 13 players that have had 5,000 there's only been 13, it this has only been done 13 times in NFL history where a quarterback has thrown for over 5,000 yards. Drew Brees has five of those. If that doesn't speak to you, his greatness, he's a beast. And for a guy that's only six foot, he's a Purdue graduate. Not only what he did as a football player, but he literally represents New Orleans. What he did it to help all the all the people of the community down there in New Orleans with Hurricane Katrina, he brought them a Super Bowl. Drew Brees is a class act, definitely in the top 10 all-time for quarterbacks. Now, wherever you rank him, that's on you, and I'll get into that on another podcast. But huge respect to Drew Brees, 20 years in the NFL. If you're going to sit up here and tell me that a guy that's undersized at the quarterback position— and think about it, he paved the way for Russell Wilson and other small guys, Kyler Murray, because throughout history it's always been oh, the quarterback has to be six foot three, so that way he can at least so he can see over the line of scrimmage and stuff. Drew Brees was six foot. Absolute beast. So <laughs> yep, little <laughs> like Dirk. Yep, you lived in, in, in Mississippi, dude. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't know how basketball is down there. It's probably huge. I know sports down there is definitely huge. Um, but class, uh, what an end to a career for a class act in Drew Brees. So tip your cap to you. And that being said, though, the Saints, stand end up signing Taysom Hill. So Taysen Hill now has a four-year contract. And also Jameis Winston. As I'm looking, yeah, so yeah, so and then New Orleans is probably going to also look for a rookie in the draft as well. So who the heck, who the heck knows he's going to be the quarterback next year for the Saints? They're going to have to figure that out. And then Trent Williams cash is in. Man, he is now the highest paid left tackle or ta- or offensive lineman in NFL history. He signed a 55 million dollar deal on guarantees alone for the 49ers. So that is that is a huge step up, for. Yep, and I, and I agree. Yeah, Drew Brees he stayed. He did start in San Diego. And you know what's crazy? Nick Saban at the time did not want Drew Brees. He was like, yeah, he's coming off a of soldier, a soldier, uh, sorry, shoulder, cheese, shoulder surgery, and he didn't think that he would come back as a player. I mean now Nick Saban did end up winning six national titles in Alabama, but him in the NFL garbage. <laughs> so well, man what what a what a career Drew Brees has had. I can go on and on. But here's the biggest non-mover so far. So Deshaun Watson obviously, he's definitely in a very weird situation in Houston right now. He hasn't moved yet. Um Jimmy Garoppolo is still staying in san francisco that's another question mark but um i don't know what this is i'm I'm not gonna answer that chat i don't know what the heck that is want to become <laughs> oh my gosh anyway so anyway and then watson ends up not getting traded to the dolphins or that so that's been a big that's not really been a big mover yet um it's going to be interesting. I mean, there's still got to, there's still a lot more moves that have to take place, but I just had to really talk about what the heck's been going down. I know Russell Wilson's had trade talks as well. He's talked about going to the Bears. Uh Patrick uh, Patrick Mahomes the Chiefs also signed a really good lineman for him. Now, I know they got rid of their left tackle and Fisher and also their um but they also signed the Patriots center though. So, absolute stud there. Bears are trying they're trying to get rid of Mitchell Trubisky. Uh So that's going to be tough, but this is going to be a make or break year for Seattle. It's either they win a Super Bowl this year or one of those guys, Pete Carroll or Russell Wilson is going to leave. I mean, you know, like, I mean, football is not the sports are not the same as they once were. Like if players are not getting treated right and there's not a like Russell Wilson is too good of a quarterback for him to be running for his life for deck for almost a decade now. Like, How do you not build a great offensive line around him? I mean, that's one of the reasons why Andrew Luck retired at 29, because the Colts failed to protect him. And that's what's happening in Seattle. How many times does Russell Wilson have to run for his life in a game? He pretty much did what Patrick Mahomes had to do in the Super Bowl. That's what he does every game of the season. So Russell Wilson's fed up with it. But I think him to the Bears makes the most sense. The Bears have some good defensive studs. They have Khalil Mack. I know also uh, A.J. Fuller, their one of their best corners, also left them as well. So we'll just we'll just have to wait and see in that regard uh, for that. But um, and then also Carson Wentz going to the Colts. That's another move as well. Carson Wentz, he announced that he was uh that he was joining the Colts and stuff like that. So that is pretty much all the moves in the NFL free agency. What do you like? What do you guys think is is the biggest move so far? Because obviously the Bucks keeping their whole team intact. Usually when you win a Super Bowl, some of the guys leave, they go somewhere else. Very interesting. I'm not going to lie to you. Very interesting. But, um, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll figure that out. So, so real quick, uh, Little thanks. How would I, How do I do that real quick? I'm trying to figure this out. Let's see here. So, let's see. Yeah. So I just added you as a legit. Oh, here we go. I got you. Yeah. So I just, I just, I just hit. I just made you a mod. So there you go, buddy. I got you. Yeah. So I just made you a mod, dude. So I got, I got you. Of course, man. You're very, you're very interactive. You love to talk sports. So man, obviously that's what I'll do like for my people that constantly comment and stuff. I know I have a lot of other um listeners and stuff like that, but man, I got to give you a shout out too, dude. Of course. And man, now real quick, now what do you what do you think is the biggest free agency move this year? Cuz I know Andy Dalton signed with the Bears. <laughs> the Bears have another average quarterback. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know why the Bears don't make the splash. You need, a, you need to have a good style quarterback to win in this league. I don't get it. Hopefully someone will one day. But we are now over an hour into this live stream. We have done NCAA talk. We've talked a lot about basketball. I hope you guys really enjoyed that. Now we're currently doing the NFL free agency. We're 15 minutes in to this topic as well. Um, But how are you guys feeling? I hope you guys are feeling good as well, man. There's been a lot of NFL free agency moves. Man, it it's been it's been crazy. The Bucks stay intact, Drew Brees retires, Russell Wilson's getting talked about leaving. Just like I said earlier, like if you're Russell Wilson, you're tired of getting hit. Like how do you not draft a single solid lineman in a decade? Russell Wilson This is how fast time flies. Russell Wilson won a Super Bowl in 2014. Guess what year we're in, guys. Take a guess. We're in year 2021. It's already been seven years since Russell Wilson won a Super Bowl in Seattle, since the Legion of Boom was in existence. Isn't that crazy how fast time flies? It's so crazy. But, Without, I mean, we'll see what happens next week. Hopefully, one of these quarterbacks will get traded, so that'll be the hot topic of the of the of the week. But I hope you guys, man. I hope you guys have a great weekend. It's time to wrap up Swoop Radio. It's been it's been over an hour. I've been talking. Big shout out to Little Danks and also Dunk FFN as well. Both of you guys have definitely been great on the chats and have been great listeners. Big shout out to you guys. I really appreciate you guys a lot. And let me, I'm going to make, I'm going to add real quick before I head out. I'm going to add Dunk F- FN as, yep, so I got you as a friend request. I'm also going to make him as a mod as well. So that way I have you guys as as the mods for you guys from here on out. Um, And thank you, little thanks again. Thank you for deleting that because I know that was a spam. That was a little weird. Um, but again, thank you guys for coming out. I really appreciate everyone that listened to this live stream. I, again, I love talking sports. Tune in next week. I'll probably do Sixers versus Lakers as my live stream of the week. and But I'll also look at the other games as well. Let me know what you guys want me to talk about. Also, a little thanks again before I wrap this up. Mavericks, big win last night. Luka, 40 points. They beat the Clippers. Mavericks looked really good. And yes, dude, I really appreciate you for that, for, for banning the spam guy. I appreciate it a lot. Because again, we, we don't want spams on the chat and stuff. But big shout out to the Mavericks as well. When I wanted to, I've been dying to talk to you about it. Uh, the Mavericks got a huge win the other night. They whooped the Clippers last night. Big time win. But thank you guys again for tuning into this live stream. If you guys missed the live stream, not to worry. The podcast will be out tomorrow at 12 o'clock Eastern Time on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Just search Spoop Radio. I'll pop right up. But I hope you guys have a wonderful night, guys. Enjoy March Madness this weekend because for next podcast, we'll recap some of the games. But stay safe, everyone, with COVID and stuff. Have a wonderful night. This is Josh signing off. Swoop!